Hazan, good morrow, ye boys and ghouls. Welcome to another mini-sode of Halloween is Forever. I'm Brian. I'm Meg. I'm Steve. How'd you... That was a... I mean, that was the most 17th century intro I've ever done in my fucking life. <laughs> you did it good. Yeah. Um, well, we've got exciting news. A couple of exciting things to talk about today on, on our mini-sode. First thing, I mean... I would assume this is going to go down in the history books. They'll write about it at some point. First ever live recording of Halloween is Forever. <laughs> We're all in the same. We are literally Holy sitting shit. only inches from one another. We're way too We're close right now, We're honestly. breathing in each other's faces. We're burping in each other's faces. I'm upset. We're drinking some <laughs> beers, but been looking forward to this. And uh, welcome. Happy to have you guys here in the, the podcast crypt cave podcast cave like yes crypt. now you have, you, crypt. Like yeah, crypt you have to come up with like studio crypt or something <laughs> yeah like yeah that, that yeah. was right off the top of my head mm -hmm. um yep. and you know what i don't feel bad about it so we're gonna stick with it um but excited to be doing this in person for the first time ever oh yeah get to share some beers get to talk about the beers as we're drinking them we talked for probably 35 minutes before we even started <laughs> recording usually they say save it for the episode we didn't do that um but we have a ton of to talk about here um in uh in this week's mini so the the first thing uh we talked about last week is um our episode for next week which is going to be our main episode right uh which is going to be as uh as yinzal voted out there in internet land for our next topic which is going to be sitcom halloween episodes our favorite sitcom halloween episodes we talked about that last mini so and we've decided uh what they're going to be, it's official, We've the, the picks are in, and we're going to talk about real quick, not really talk about, announce um, what our um, picks are going to be for next week. So if you feel so inclined that you want to go out and, and watch these sitcom episodes, uh, dig them up, dust them off, watch them uh, before we discuss them on next week's episode, that might be fun, right? Yeah, I, I hope a lot of people actually watch them before and mm. maybe we can do a poll that would be cool this yeah. is like wild card move on meg's part here. no i like it because but, you know what people are getting i mean me included we're sitting in my you know podcast crypt aka my office <laughs> and there's a lot of halloween things as uh as the the listeners can't see but as meg and steve can see so halloween for me usually starts august 1st <laughs> and by my birthday which is on august 13th this year which is on well it's on august 13th every year right it's on <laughs> As far as I can remember, it is August 13th. I mean, it's on Friday the 13th this year. Um, that is the official kickoff to spooky season in my mind. Um, but I already bought a lot of a lot of spooky treats at the Sheets recently, which I was posting about. So Halloween is in full effect in my mind. Um, but Plus I get we're, we're yeah. under 100 days. Exactly. Yeah. Under so. 100 days, it's it's Halloween. It's spooky season in my mind. It's like, yeah, we're not going to barbecue at your birthday party. We're just going to eat a lot of we're candy. We're bobbing for apples, bitches. Um, we're going old school with it. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, uh, a lot of people online real psyched about uh, about Halloween this year because, you know, last year it was kind of subdued and everything. So I feel like people are going to be psyched about hearing us talk uh, talk about our favorite sitcom Halloween episodes. But I'll start, if you guys don't mind. Uh, mine is going to be 
season eight, episode seven of the great 90s sitcom Family Matters. Uh, the episode is entitled Stevel, uh, which, spoiler alert, is a uh, ventriloquist dummy of Steve Urkel comes to life. Uh, and it's fucking wild. And you're going to love it if you've never seen it. So that that's that's my pick. That's what I'm going to discuss uh, and defend on next week's episode. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I've got one that's a little more recent. And I'm choosing to go with uh, Community. Mm. And I don't have the with actual... your future wife. Yes, with my future <laughs> wife, Gillian Jacobs. Yes. It's almost like I this set these so things relevant. up and create threads within podcasts. <laughs> it's almost like you're trying to uh, plant some sort of seeds to make right. some sort of reality happen. <laughs> right. Magic thinking. <laughs> Thank you, Henry Zabrowski. Yeah. Listen, right-hand path. Right-hand right, right path. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's going to be Community Season 2. And I don't know the actual episode number, but it's the epidemiology no, uh, episode. Okay. And it's basically a zombie movie. Nice. And a 20-minute sitcom. So, nice. yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched a ton of Community, but the episodes I've watched, I've mm-hmm. really liked. Mm-hmm. And I like everyone who's on it. I yeah. just don't know why I haven't, like, I feel like it's, it's so daunting because there's so many seasons. And, right. You know, but eventually I'll, do- I'll jump into it. But Yeah, no, it's super fun. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Halloween 2. Uh, so which is of, like, not the same as Halloween 1. Yeah, well, they do a Halloween and episode. And not season of the Halloween season. Of, it's not season of the witch. <laughs> it's not season of the witch. No, because Andy Samberg's in it, so it's not season of the witch. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so, I mean, they always have really fun Halloween episodes. Yeah. And it's already a really fun show. Like, if you haven't watched it, it's it's definitely one of those sitcoms that I think everyone could get into. It's like Parks, or, Parks and Rec or something where, like, the laughs per minute are so high. Mm-hmm. You just like that's I love shows like that. But it also has a little bit more ridiculousness. I feel like even, it's very you know? a little more absurdity. Yeah. yeah I mean, Andy Samberg's po- uh, sense of humor shines through yeah. very, very broadly. Um, but yeah, I, 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 that should be it's going to be a tough, tough competition uh, yes. for next week. No, so. really fun. I'm excited. So that'll be next week. That'll be our big main episode where we uh, talk for seven to 12 hours uh, regarding our, our picks <laughs> and argue about them and all those sorts of We're things. We're going to start at like four in the morning and just not <laughs> Marathon <stop>. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> tw- Farmer podcasting. <laughs> Get up before the sun's up. <laughs> yeah. Get the podcasting. <laughs> and that's what everyone in the interwebs is saying, that we are really the the farmers of podcasting. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's like a, that's a, that's When's a. When's our almanac coming out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that's fantastic. So today on our mini show, we're going to talk about a couple of things. First, we're going to talk a little bit about um, uh, Joe Bob's drive-in jamboree out at the Mahoning uh, drive-in in uh, in eastern Pennsylvania. I was fortunate enough to to go out there and spend some time with uh, with Joe Bob and Darcy and all the other mutants. For those who are fans of uh, the last drive-in with Joe Bob Briggs or any of his uh, various shows throughout the year, it was really uh, a fun and and bizarre and surreal weekend for a number of reasons so we'll talk a little bit about that and then we're going to get into uh fear street 1666 which was the last installment we talked about 1994 we talked about 1978 on the last episode which was super well received i think we had uh more listens than any episode we've done so far like wow. by a while by a while and we've actually been so you can tell how much i keep it on our stats <laughs> we, we have been uh we our listenership and and following uh folks following us in instant uh instagram and and twitter and everything has kind of exploded um yeah. done really well in recent weeks uh, which has been very much a, a a fun surprise to us and that fear street episode was was uh even as a mini so 
um, a lot of people listen. So thank you for for those who who did. So uh, growth is good. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm I'm. I was wondering when we started this whether anyone would listen at all <laughs> and it's very clear though like hundreds actually think thousands over at this point we're we're approaching i think a thousand uh downloads already so um we probably already are there by now so pretty Man, excited we missed about that an opportunity to celebrate our 666 listen <laughs> Six, what the fuck, it came guys? by too quick yeah i know it started like we went from like 50 to like 500 in like a couple weeks so yeah, it just went boop boop and it's like oh well uh, luxury problems, boys I'm and girls. I'm just living in the past. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so in any case, before we get into that, I do have a, another little quick announcement and something here, which Meg and Steve are not aware of. So this is going to be a surprise for them. I do have in my possession. Oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> Official. No, yeah, no one, no one knew our response. Howie is, is forever championship belt, boys I'm and girls. So happy. Wow. How does that make you feel? <laughs> wow. This is amazing. This is a thing I that I so made with happy. my own hands, out of items that exist in my home. You can't see me, but I am currently throwing it over my shoulder. Is your like wife mad you cut right? up the couch like that, or? <laughs> so I literally made this out of. Only things in my home. The only thing I purchased specifically for this was this $5 yoga mat, which I did cut up into several pieces. As you can see, um, the Halloween's Forever logo. I'll post a picture of it on there. Um, Halloween's Forever logo. It says champ underneath. It says Halloween's Forever on the end. It's got some weight. It's got some girth to it. I'll pass yeah, it around so you can get a touch of it. Meg, Meg has won in the past, did not get to reap the benefits. No, no. No, that's metal yeah. right there as that well. Is. In case you're wondering, that What's is it? metal. That's, that is, those are precious metals. Um, <laughs> whoa, the only, the only. I can't touch it. Yeah, Steve's not allowed to touch it. Don't let Steve touch it. You can look. Yeah, I can't touch it. Touch. It's one. It's one. I I'll haven't won it. I'll pull the Alexa Bliss <laughs> I haven't won it, but also it's bad luck to touch the belt before you win. That's it. true. It's true. So. Wait, how how do how do we wear it? You know, That's so it doesn't <laughs> have any means by which to wear. At some point, I will put some holes through it. Haven't gotten that far. We, um, we can get some Velcro at Michael's. It's yeah, fine. I think Velcro <laughs> might be the solution. Um, I just amazing. I made sure I made it big enough to really drape over the shoulder, you know, and really get <laughs> That's the full really effect. important. Yeah, I, I can't wait for us to go to events. Like, I hope maybe like when you went to the Joe Bob thing, like you wore, you had. Unfortunately, this with you. it was not complete until this morning. <laughs> So it's fine. There's or always would, next year. But events. This <laughs> I is would have it... worn it to the jamboree uh, for sure, and I would have walked to each corner of the drive-in parking lot, <laughs> stood on whatever the highest thing I could stand on and flash it. But no, it was just completed this very morning. <laughs> Get down from the SUV, Brian. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we do. We have a belt. I know there was a lot of skepticism as to whether or not a belt was going to exist. I told you it was on back order. When you're dealing with materials of this quality and stature <laughs> right it takes a while the, i know the yeah. metals they're on back order the supply <laughs> chain is so messed up right now AKA, guys he didn't finish cleaning out his basement yes <laughs> that, I, I literally i made that using only things that were already in my house and garage uh, with the exception of the yoga mat. The gaffer tape was stuck on one of the boots that got stuck in the <laughs> That is gorilla tape, okay? <laughs> okay that bad. ain't going nowhere. That is gorilla tape. Um, I'm so pleased. In any case. Uh, but I like that there's even like,
like almost shoestring yeah like holding the plates on mm-hmm. yeah. that that's like it gives it texture it's good it, it yeah. that's it why i wanted some yeah. weight right I wanted, so so i did that and then i realized if i did across the bottom it was going to cover up champs so i just did it on the other sides um but boy there's some pretty impressive sailor's knots behind those nice. um, <laughs> so that thing ain't going anywhere i mean you could take somebody upside the head uh when the ref's not looking 50, 60 times before you see any damage or wear and tear on that belt. So guess beware. Yeah, I'll post a picture. I'll post a picture on the Instagrams and the Twitters and all that. By the way, if you haven't followed us already, hit us up on the Instagrams. It's uh, at Halloween is forever um, on Twitter at Hallow forever. And then Halloween is forever podcast on Facebook. And then, you know, you want to send us one of them old fashioned emails on it. <laughs> um, no, it's at Halloween or no, it's Halloween right, is forever pod. Halloween's Forever Pod at gmail.com. <laughs> so let's jump into uh, into the episode here. Well, actually, let's talk about what, what we'd be drinking. Anybody got some beers? Is I I mean, I know the answer because I'm looking at your beers. Is, but... Yes, we've got bunches of beers. Mm-hmm. You guys have so many beers. I just chugged the one that I had. <laughs> <laughs> like, I downed it. Yeah, I'm so on my second Pilsner, Kel, and we've been, reco- we've been recording for 45 <laughs> seconds, and I'm two Pilsners in. But, right. Yeah. Well, hey, it's your house. You get yeah, to stay. That's true. I don't have to <laughs> yeah. go anywhere. I'm not driving home. Uh, but yeah, so Pilsner Cal, that's what I, that's my, that's my, my beer of choice. And frankly, the beer I drink more of than probably anything in the world. So um, as you can see with the amount of Pilsner Cal memorabilia that is in my, <laughs> my podcasting cave here. Pilsner Cal, sponsor us, please. Crypto Cal. Yeah. <laughs> Crypto Cal. There you go. I like it. I feel like we've coined it. I'm, I'm definitely here for it. Um, yeah, no, I, I brought a, a gamut of things on my, you know, my side sipper is what I call it between like the other beer is Sam Adams wicked easy ale, which is AKA, uh, Sam 76 that they renamed. And I'm kind of upset about that. I'm pretty sure you're right. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I kind of missed the, the weird, wow, like wide mouth. Yeah, on those cans. I remember. And did it have a gold top on or am I imagining that the Sam 76? I don't know. I think yeah. yards does that, but yeah, maybe that's what I'm imagining, but yeah, no, but I know I brought along a couple frame mm-hmm. bottles yeah, I'm that right I'm excited about we trying. Got our, we got our desk side cooler here. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't, um, when I went to Oregon a couple months ago, I couldn't, take back all the beer in my luggage. Oh god, so, you gotta check dark in here. I, I totally forgot what <laughs> I even look at. So yeah, I know there's the Japanese rice lager and then yeah, so we have some options. Um but yeah, so my friend took them back with her and I finally got them. So I was like, I'm gonna just well, they're gonna be drank today. Yeah. But I, I'm gonna I leave love this that here check so dark lager out because yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, trying to yeah. get into that. Yeah, let's do but it. Let me ask a question for people who would know better than uh, I think probably about four years ago, we got a Freem Udbrin. Mm-hmm. Um, we've never opened it. <laughs> Honestly, I I think it, I think you should open it. I, feel, I, well, I mean, I think, it, yeah, we should open it. But it's like, would it still be OK? Like four years for I, an old brown. Yeah, that. So it's. It depends. I, I don't know if they pasteurize your beer. Okay. I don't think they do. Um, yeah. I'm always positive. If there was any Brett involved, that thing is going to be bone dry. Cool. Uh, most likely. And the acetic acid might have went to a different level. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, Flemish ales, red and brown, 
you know, probably one of the few styles where like a significant amount of Azita character is appropriate. Um, and it might have might have went to a little bit of a salad dressing level. We'll see. Neat. Hey, yeah. yeah, just have a salad ready. Yeah. On the ready. Yeah. Make some dress. But I've had some salad really bring. old Ode Bruins uh, with that kept were kept cold and were and were nice. Four years is a long time. Yeah. But I don't know, it'd be interesting. And we just never found the episode for Hop Nation. Mm-hmm. And I think it just sat. I, I, <laughs> I just had an 11 year old uh, bourbon barrel aged stout pulled out of the barrel mm. at the caves up in Grand Rapids. And uh, uh, yeah, that tasted like um, prune juice and fusel <laughs> alcohol. I don't know. It was not great. It was not great. 11 years was way past its prime. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, the only the only redeeming factor is that I think I have a lot of respect for Freem as a company and like everyone I know who like knows them. It's like quality is the focus. So I'm, I mean, my hope is that maybe at least like all the factors you needed prior to getting it are like in place that. Yeah. You know. they they're the only there's not a lot of breweries that you can go in there drink their german pills and you're like this is one of the best german pills i've ever had mm-hmm. then drink their belgian golden strong and go this is one of the best belgian that, golden strongs yeah. ever about I've, like all i mean just across the board style wise yeah i've yeah. had their belgian golden strong and it is amazing yeah I it's incredible it. yeah yeah i uh anecdote of that because again we'll now gush over freem for today yeah uh, freem day <laughs> there are gusher um i we do a gusher segment everyone yeah, knows ev- it everyone yeah. everyone gets it <laughs> no, I visiting Oregon maybe like six years ago. I uh, went to Mount Hood with one of my friends and went to Logston Farms first. Spent the day there. Oh, yeah. Um, getting a tour, tasting barrels. Weird, like, small world shit that the head brewer, Shilpi, um, ended up starting at Oregon State University this, like, shortly after I had left. And kind of, like, so we all had the, we had all these mutual friends after the fact. So it was, like, it's really cool reconnecting and whatnot. And yeah, so that was amazing. Yeah, being even, even being able to like taste barrels, like, and also they have this um, uh, cow's head. So we were at the OG. So now mm. they're moved, but like we were at the OG farm. They have this like cow's head that was poorly mounted, like it basically <laughs> decrepit and decaying as as you're like just sitting there. And but like, so I got to kiss the cow and get a photo <laughs> up with that. And um, then we ended up going down to Freem because it was just like right down the hill and had the most amazing duck comfit uh, sandwich. And obviously drank their beer and then went home, went back to my friend's house and passed out because that's what you do after drinking buttery fatty sandwiches and beer. Yeah, and and sour beer, like in the barrel. Yeah, it was just like, it was very overwhelming, but delicious and amazing. So sounds good. (laughs) Sounds like you had a fun time. Yeah, Frame, the food's fantastic. That whole town is just so, so fun. Yeah, it's super cute. Yeah. So. Well, excellent. Uh, let's get into, do you guys want to talk about Fear Street first? You want to talk about the Jamboree first? I don't think he got to talk about what beers he was in. Oh, drinking. I'm sorry. I, yes, I, sure. I didn't, but I also <laughs> felt like it might have been a beer we've already featured in the past. Well, this one? Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. But. Yeah, because it was one you, you had and you just introduced it to us. Yeah, this is the... Can you uh, pronounce it for me? Like right, the name, that. The name of the beer. Actually, you talk about it because I'll, I'll just say I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jednatka. Okay. I think is the way you would say that. Um, Czech Polo Tamavi Lager from um, Notch Brewing, which we've, which was part of our gush session in the past. <laughs> right. um, yeah. This is eleven. It, it, uh, so Jedenatka means eleven in Czech. Mm. Okay. Um, so yeah. this is, I think, to celebrate their eleventh anniversary, if yeah, I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But it's mm. also an eleven degree Play-Doh beer. Oh, for those of it. you who love Czech 
check beers yeah. as, as much as I do. They name um, uh, a lot of things like, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13 degree Play-Doh beers. It gives you an indication of the strength of the beer because it's the, mm -hmm. the the fermentable extract in the wort, but it doesn't necessarily tell you what the alcohol strength right. is. But once upon a time, it had a huge bearing on on the cost of the beer because right. it was some suggestion of of the um, amount of actual raw ingredients that went into mm -hmm. the beer. Um, in any case, this is their Pole Tomavi, which basically means half dark, um, which aka amber, another kind of a clever mm -hmm. Czech way of saying amber beer. So it's like a Czech amber lager, um, kind of really rich. Think about like like a like a richer less attenuated maltier czech version of like a vienna lager yeah i'll say like drinking i didn't get a whole of like you're saying amber and i think a lot of people might get a little confused with that as far as like what an american amber is yeah yeah because i didn't get a whole lot of that real sweet caramelly mm -hmm. on it it was just it was kind of dry and it was like easy drinking and, mm -hmm. but it was a lot smoother than I think of. Yeah, that was the beer that I smashed. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing with like, so, so they, they oftentimes, and this is something that like Czech brewers won't really talk about that much, and people don't don't really understand a lot unless you've kind of been involved with the Czech Czech kind of like uh, or or talk to Czech brewers. They're kind of secret. They're almost like Belgian brewers in that they'll lie right to your face about what's in the beer. Um, but they they talk about, you know, decoction mashing as being the big deliverer of, of character in their beers, you know, double, triple decocting their beers, um, which certainly is. But they also use crystal malts, but they mm. they don't use like a lot of times American amber ales and stuff use like Brees crystal malt. Mm -hmm. okay. And Brees Crystal Malt um, and other like American, not all American Brees, I want to jump, you know, dump them all into the same category. But a lot of times you'll get more of that kind of like burnt, like uh, um, like uh, more uh, astringent Maillard character. Mm -hmm. Whereas the Crystal Malts they use and the decoction mass, it's just like a really nice round, mm -hmm. bready, doughy type of Maillard character. So um if you tune word, in for horror shit, we're getting real nerdy on beer <laughs> yeah. shit today as well. So just say Maillard like a lot more. I love that word. Maillard reaction. Yeah, we could. We're just gonna do a whole episode about the spookiest versions of the Maillard reaction that we can come up with. So. Um, yeah, that beer. Or we could start rating movies based on where they would be on the SRM scale, like scale or something like that. Yeah, Serbian film is, is a forty-five <laughs> on SRM. It's beyond none more black. Excellent. Uh, we we got our beard nerding out of the way here. I'm sure there'll be plenty of it because we gonna crack some beers because we're in person, so we gonna get drunk. Um, but in any case, uh, what? Yeah, what do we answer? You know the jamboree. We're gonna talk about Fear Street. No, let's talk Doesn't about. I mean, it's 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 kind of up for grabs. Yeah, let's care. talk about the jamboree because we'll, we'll okay. probably won't talk about it quite as much because I was the only one there of the three. Right. Of us. It, it, that, that's, it's more of Meg and I asking you questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know. So we don't want to listen to me gab forever, which is uh, every episode. So maybe you do. Um, but, uh, so yeah, so so this was what, a couple weekends ago now. Yeah, or no, weekend before. Well, no, this no, is last the weekend. weekend. It was last week. It was Jesus last God, weekend. it makes it feels like it was a month a month uh, ago. Um, in any case, uh, yeah. So out at the beautiful Mahoning Drive-in. For those of you who are familiar with it, out in I think it's pronounced Layton. A lot of people say Lehighton because mm -hmm. uh, oh. it's spelled like Lehigh Valley, oh, Lehighton. Right. Okay, but yeah. I think it's pronounced Layton. I might be wrong. Um, I'm sure we have a, a deep, deep listenership in in in, in the Mahoning <laughs> Please uh, Valley. Us. Yeah, Le Le Layton, Le Lehighton. You can clarify there. Um, but out in you know a little bit north of Allentown, which is not mm -hmm. terrifically far from Philadelphia, yeah. maybe an hour and a half or so. 
Um, so we drove from from Pittsburgh the whole way out there. Uh, my wife, Kate, and I, my brother and sister-in-law flew up from Nashville to Philadelphia, nice. rented a car, drove over. We got there. So on Thursday night, uh, Joe Bob Briggs, for those of you who aren't familiar, you know, he is the last drive in on Shutter, um, former host of, you know, uh, Monster Vision on TNT, you know, uh, Joe Bob's drive in on the movie channel way back in the day, film critic, horror host, just all around uh, a huge supporter of. Says naked the best way ever. <laughs> naked. 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 Yeah. Naked. Uh, <laughs> certainly a, a good old Texas boy. Um, uh, so, so Joe. Joe Bob is a uh, uh, spoiler alert, a character uh, yeah. that that <laughs> He's John fun. John Bloom, a, a guy who's a, who's a very very intelligent, very um, uh, uh, very interesting, very dedicated film critic, and and has been a champion of you know not only kind of drive-in culture but grindhouse uh, exploitation genre films for for decades now. He's, he's a, a you know a lot of folks in the horror industry, big big fans of his. If you haven't checked it out, like. The, the shutter subscription is worth it just for the last drive-in. But then there's also a bunch of other great shit on there. But himself and then, you know, back in the day, back in you know, the Monster Vision days and all those sorts of things, he always had a kind of a sidekick, which they would call the male girl. You know, <laughs> a little bit, not necessarily the most kind of... Uh, uh, it hasn't aged particularly well, but but the uh, the new kind of person who's representing that role uh, is is a woman named She's a Diana librarian? Prince. Um, is she a librarian? She is, <laughs> she is not. Um, but she is. Uh, she goes by Darcy, the male girl. Um, but she is um, very active in the horror community. is is awesome on social media. A lot of really cool causes. And you know, she she has definitely uh, flipped the narrative on the uh, traditional uh, male girl role for for the better. And and obviously, Joe Bob and everyone has embraced it and kind of brought it into the the <laughs> modern parlance a lot better. But in any case, um, uh, it's a really Really, really fantastic show. Anyway, on Thursday night, they did this sh this live show that he does called uh, How Redneck Saved Hollywood. We couldn't make it in that early on Thursday. We came in on Friday, which was a kickoff of the Mutant Film Festival, which is where they had filmmakers from from all over the country, uh, and I think even outside the country, come in and, and they basically had a call for submissions, short films, feature length, everything. And they picked their favorites. And throughout the day on Friday, they had them playing in um, this this kind of big tent uh, on the on the grounds at the Mahoney Drive-In. So we came in on Friday, we're there till Sunday, and camped. You know, we were set up to camp overnight there. Um, so we were fortunate enough. I know a lot of people were trying to. We got really lucky with the tickets when we went in bottom. We didn't have any trouble. A lot of people were getting, you know waiting in line through a queue on the website. I don't know what happened. We got very lucky though. And we got the, 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 the tickets that would allow us to do the camping and everything for, for, for those two nights. Um, and so Friday was the mutant fest. Um, and when we got there, first of all, it was, it was a hundred degrees, literally 100 <laughs> degrees felt like yeah. 105 or something. Oh God. It was brutally hot. Um, Let's everyone, go dad mode and be like, it, guys, the humidity. It like, was it, it's, so, it's the worst. It's it was not a dry heat. It was not a dry heat. It was hot as fuck. It's, what, it's the humidity that gets you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard. I was I had the biggest dollop of sunscreen on my nose you would ever imagine. It's like I knew like it was hot out there, and I knew there was a bunch of people camping. And as soon as I saw all that, I just started having like Bonnaroo flashbacks. Oh, it was, just, <laughs> it was like mutant Bonnaroo, but except for yeah, pe pe no, but people. 
were very nice and very supportive, but it was so fucking hot. Um, <laughs> I feel like you also caught the bipolar weather because I also saw all oh, the like God. the rain and stuff. I'm sure you're gonna so touch on. So we we got there. It was so freaking hot. Um, and then uh, my brother and sister in law, you know, came in um, a couple hours after we got there. We got their tent set up and. No joke, and I'm not even exaggerating, a fucking monsoon hit. Oh, yeah. Ugh. An hour and a wild. half of torrential downpour, like sheets, wind, just rain hitting you in sheets, 60 mile an hour winds. Like it was wild. Mm-hmm. Everyone's tents were in, in the woods. Like, no, like I, I, I'm being an, an anal weirdo. I double staked my tent down the whole, you know, all the <laughs> way around. And our tent was one of the only ones that was left. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like they were tents everywhere, people's yeah. stuff everywhere. I I can only one, imagine because it was pretty shitty over here too. Oh, yeah, we were getting it was, slammed. We got so I we went after we we got in the van, and uh, we were charging. We were using the the power from our van to uh, my my brother was blowing up their air mattress, getting their tent set up. It starts raining as he finishes blowing up the air mattress. He's like, okay, we'll just get in the tent as the rain passes. You know, whatever. So we're my wife and I are in the van. They're in the tent like twenty feet away from the van, thirty feet away from the van. And they're texting us going like, should we get out of here? Like, is is this a tornado? We're like, well, we're in the middle of the mountains and the tornado's coming. But we're like, no, we're like, honestly, you probably should just stay in there because otherwise your tent's gonna be gone. Um, so so they just sat in there, yeah, dealt dealt with the weather, you know. And and I remember our our tent was like floating after that. Like everyone's tents were just in like just like a bog. Um, but you know what? I'll tell you what the, 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 the kind of hallmark of the weekend was like, everyone was just like, we will rebuild. That was the mentality. <laughs> and everyone was so cool. I'll tell you this. It was the coolest fucking group of people. Like I met so many people, had so much fun with just strangers. After we came out, our next, our, our like camp right beside it, right beside us. It was uh, a family and friends from a guy named uh, Matt Sullivan, who uh, we talked about. We actually, I think, are going to have on the podcast. He's a filmmaker who had a film at at, uh, at Mutant Fest, which was fantastic, um, was right beside us. And at one point, their tent just got decimated. And one of his buddies, I don't even know if it was one of his buddies or was he the camp after, the guy standing, just standing in the monsoon, just like leaning against the wind. Just sl- just slug in a bottle of liquor. <laughs> just, I'm looking at him out the side view mirror of the van, the and he's just embracing the chaos. I was like, <laughs> I love the spirit. But we got out. Everyone was like helping each other set back up, moving their mm-hmm. tents to higher ground, you know. Um, and then it cleared out, and it was pretty nice. It rained a little bit throughout the evening, but that was when the movies were playing, so people could kind of sit in their car and watch them, which is mm-hmm. not ideal. But it was it was fun. The, the problem became the vendors that were there, because mm-hmm. there was a bunch of vendors. Mm-hmm. They got fucked yeah oh, God. They're, they're, a lot of their merchandise got destroyed like because oh, it just came on shit. like crazy right so a lot of the things that were supposed to happen in the big tents like a lot of the like mutant film fest you know movies there was a guy that i wanted to go watch or go listen to him talk that he was the director of that movie the barn do you remember a few years ago that came out um if you're not familiar with it yeah, uh, we'll, cool. we'll look I, i'll probably pick it for something i love this movie i think okay. it's on tubi it's called the barn it was like a low budget thing i think they even got some crowdfunding for it he was doing a talk there and a lot of that stuff had to get moved or canceled because they had to move the vendors into the into the the tents right, oh, right. Yeah. even the set that they were going to do the last drive-in live on saturday night uh with the the um the, the trailer and mm-hmm. everything they had set up it just turned into a swamp so they ended up the next morning having a whole crew come in, 
like jackhammering into the ground to like cement another tent uh, and a floor. And then yeah. they built another set indoors in one day. Wow. Oh my God. And it looked incredible. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. They were talking to That's Austin amazing. Barnes, who's the director of The Last Drive and was talking about it. And they did, they went from having everything planned, ready to go, to completely audible That's to a... create a new set for the live. Because I, I I don't know this for sure, but I think it's going to get released on Shutter at some point. Uh-huh. Um, they completely rebuilt an entirely different set under a tent. For, for Saturday night, the no, last I'm drive. A, I'm awesome. amazed yeah. because you got to think about how, I mean, maybe they saw the weather and they're like, okay, in the off chance, we'll do this. But yeah. I mean, in most likely they're like, who's local who we can how can we fucking <laughs> well do and this everyone's today? like okay if it rains it yeah. rains but i don't think anybody imagined yeah. it was going to drop like three inches of rain right. in like three hours nobody like it, imagined a swamp though it was wild so in any case um saturday the weather was way nicer um had a blast on saturday all the bands were playing like john brennan and everything who's the the music director for the last drive-in like they played a great there was a bunch of bands that played sets all day on saturday um the weather it was really really hot um people were we were sitting there under a tent we had like a pop-up tent we were just drinking beers hanging out talking to people and this 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 poor woman just walked by us and just face planted in the in the no. in, in the gravel oh, right God. beside us. Oh my God! And we picked her up. My wife's a you know medical professional, so she like was kind of tending to her until the EMTs and everything oh, came and like kind of straightened her out. She was fine. She just kind of had like heat exhaustion yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. thing. And she ended up they were parked right beside us. So like okay. she was fine. She was there the rest of the night. She was good. I think they got her like hydrated and cooled mm-hmm. down and everything. But it was brutally hot. Yeah. Um, but but we had a, a blast. And Saturday night did the live last mm-hmm. drive in. Uh, spoiler alert. Fast forward a few minutes if you want to be surprised by this. But they did um, uh, Night of the Demons. Okay. Which I fucking love. When they quickly was uh, was again, mm-hmm. you know, they had they had the two. Uh, I forget the other person's name. Forgive me, but Linnea Quigley and the other woman that are kind of two of the stars in the movie. And then they did the second feature, which I passed out in the car before um, before it was over. Was Torso, which is a, a Giallo film that I actually had never seen. So I'm I'm looking forward, hopefully, for that to be released. But yeah. and then Sunday they did the the Haunted Drive In, where they did a double feature where they actually had haunt actors going around scaring people in their cars. <laughs> Cool. it was super rad and like yeah. I, I mean not not to like be overly dramatic about it but joe bob and darcy and all the people from the show like the john brennan and all these people they were insanely dedicated to just meeting every single person who wanted to meet them that's cool joe bob i know on thursday night was there people were taking pictures with him at like three in the morning i know friday oh, wow. night they showed movies i i post i think i post a picture if not i have to do it i woke up extremely stoned at 4 35 <laughs> in the morning i had moved to the tent fell asleep i got up to pee at 4 30 in the morning walked out of the tent and they were still playing movies um at 4 30 so fun because a lot of the a lot of people were involved in the 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 um the mutant fest mm-hmm. because the tent got screwed up they couldn't show their movies in the tent so they said compromise we're going to show your movies on the big screen, mm, but that's awesome. It'll it's going to go all night yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 <laughs> because yeah. they're because the scheduled, you know, double feature and everything because they did the, the main you know winners of the Mutant Fest, which there was a movie called Tennessee Gothic, which was a feature mm. that was fucking incredible. 
Mm. And they, I mean, it literally was like one of the most impressive, but it was like super low budget, but it was an incredible movie. So they had the, yeah, the program was scheduled to like three. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So they didn't start playing those people's shorts till after that. So yeah, they played, I think they were playing movies till, till the sun came up. Which That's was amazing. such a cool thing. But yeah. yeah, of course, less eyes on it, you know, for the right, filmmakers. Sure. So but yeah, we, we got an opportunity to I got an opportunity to meet some of them and, and connect with some of them, exchange contact info and stuff. So we're going to we're going to have uh, at least uh, probably one or two of them on That'd the show awesome. here. Yeah, to talk that sounds about. good. I, I was go super impressed with some of it these so shorts that were like, I mean, low budget to no budget. Mm-hmm. And they were just so impressive. So, um, but yeah, Joe, Bob and Darcy, I know they were up to like, I mean, Friday night till 430 in the morning on the you know on stage and then when the lightning started they started doing it from the projection booth and, mm-hmm. and putting it over the the radio station you know yeah. for the things and they were doing that till like 4 30 saturday i think it was till even later than that so they were just like i can't imagine how they probably slept for four days after it was all over but <laughs> yeah. really really uh incredibly fun event um and uh got to meet some awesome people and uh yeah so well, it's tough that the driving that you went to. Oh, that the moaning, was, yeah. Like I, a they roller posted, coaster, they, yeah. They were what scheduled to close after this event, and I don't know exactly if it was so, just this event or yeah. I mean, so we got to talk insight. to some of the people there, including like the 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 manager and and stuff that um that that's uh very much like the face of 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 the drive-ins. So the Mahoning drive-ins been around for 70, 72 years or something mm. like that. They were operating kind of under a handshake agreement with the owner of the land to operate on this big, you know, valuable swath of land in, mm-hmm. in you know, middle nowhere there. And the land got optioned to a green energy, like a solar farm company. And they were going to tear down the drive in, turn it into a solar farm. And I think there was some misunderstanding about like, because this drive in is. I mean, they do incredibly well, like especially mm-hmm. now there's a little bit of a resurgence of this going on. Like they they a lot of people are very faithful to this place. And can we just have our question is like, do they are they like known for showing like horror movies yes. and stuff like that? OK, so so their whole thing is, you know, when everyone went digital and started bringing in like new release, because we have some drive in theaters around here. But yeah, you mm-hmm. look at what they're playing. They're playing like Space Jam and right. and like the, the new, you know, <laughs> Quiet Place 2 and all this stuff. Not all of them, but they have made a commitment to sticking specifically to like mostly like 35 millimeter um uh you know old school you know projection films mm-hmm. um and most of it is, is genre film so like this weekend they were doing christmas in july horror style where they were showing like um like christmas evil and mm. and, and like silent night deadly night all that stuff this weekend so they do these big weekends where and it's not all um horror films but it mm-hmm. is a lot of genre stuff they're doing like a big like you know kaiju weekend coming oh, up and all nice. that stuff so um they, they definitely cater to to that crowd and for that reason it's like a fucking mecca right for like mm-hmm. horror nerds and stuff and just like the the, the charm of the like i posted some i, I like i want to live in their snack bar it's just the <laughs> coolest there's a whole wall of vhs tapes there's like all i mean it just feels like you're in a different time so so that was part of their setup that wasn't something that joe bob brought in Oh, all those yeah. all those VHSs. Oh, that everything. was that's an everyday thing there. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that that's just what their snack bar looks like. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> I thought that was just like a vendor that you found. No, no. This place is like literally it looks like it was built by like and a professional set designer to be the place you would have this jamboree weekend. I guess. But no, it just that's what it looks like all the time. That's, that's cool. Amazing. Yeah, it's so authentic. It's so rad. And and anyway, so long story short. 
Um, there was just a huge pouring out of support. I mean, mm-hmm. I wrote letters immediately to like the Mahoning Township uh, um, Zoning Board and to <laughs> the Green Energy Company, you know, put them in the mail, sent them emails. And I think everyone kind of did that, yeah, yeah especially yeah. on in- Instagram and Twitter and all this stuff. So very quickly, the, the Green Energy Company, to their credit, pivoted and said, listen, we didn't realize, you know, they, they kind of were like, they didn't know how important this was to the culture of the community and everything. Mm-hmm. They pulled out of the project. That's pretty cool. And then I don't know who kind of got the, the 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 ball rolling on on this end of it, but the owner of the land has now committed to selling the land to the owners of the drive-in. That's so yeah, dope. which is like giving me goosebumps. Literally. I know, I get just goosebumps too. That's it. awesome. Like it's just so I so. Just, I was almost thinking. I was just like. Oh fuck! It's not like some like really shitty company trying to buy the land, so I can't be like right. super yeah. shitty towards. Yeah. I'm like fuck green energy. <laughs> yeah. Like I can't Ooh. say that, no. you know? Like no, they ended up being really <laughs> uh, like I said. You know who knows? It's a bit of it saving face and a PR play and all that sure. stuff. But like to their credit, they did the right thing and they they did the thing that was right amazing. for the for the community and the culture and everything there. So it's just like uh, yeah, and, and for that to happen in the week all leading up to the jam. Jamboree. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, obviously, Joe Bob, for those who are fans of his show, like one of his big like sign offs, he says the end of episode, every episode is the drive in will never die. Mm-hmm. And for that to happen that week, that's super was cool. just so, so that time. I know. <laughs> and it's crazy because the, the weather was horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they dealt with every like imaginable issue and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, having listened to like you know, Darcy's podcast and stuff afterwards, they were all like, they were very stressed throughout the weekend to make sure everybody, no one was complaining. Nobody was upset. Everyone mm-hmm. was like, we're rolling with the punches here, Yeah, you know, and, and they just were there to kind of celebrate together. So it was, it was just a very mm-hmm. centering weekend mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. like almost dreamlike fun weekend i think i feel so. like the stoic in me is like very thankful for all of that it's like oh yeah you know was, we can make things great that was the it was shitty, so fun. you know it was so fun Look, uh, and they already said go they're gonna year. do it I'm again going. next year i'm committing so. i'm committing yeah now, <laughs> we got on it. air as as long as we can get them tickets boy i'll be i'll be back so anything else about that we'll jump into the the film i already talked way too much i'm sure about it but um no i think uh, i think what we should follow up with this is just like a post about some other good like notable things i think that'd be cool to like be able to have people check out that'd be cool because like we can just keep talking about all the movies and you can tell me in detail. We probably could do a whole episode uh, about about the weekend. But 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 if we're going to have the filmmakers on eventually, then that, yeah, you know, yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the tease for them to come back. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, why yeah. I haven't. That's why I haven't. Uh, yeah. I didn't go a whole way into it because I think I think Matt, like I said, um, he's super cool guy and like. He's, we got to hang out with his dad and he made us cookies and all this stuff. It was super what fun. The, so, like, like there? Or he just brought, we brought you him. He brought him. But yeah, like I was so stoned watching it like three oh in the morning. God. You know Watch this. And all of a sudden I get like a knock on the window that scares the shit out of me. It's Matt's dad going, you guys want some cookies? And I'm like, and then he like, and I was again, I was super stoned. We all were. So when he's like, he, he made some joke. He was like, these are special cookies, you know, kind of joke. And I was like. But seriously, are there? Because I can't have more weed. <laughs> you know what I want to do? And this is hoping that I can go to it again. I want to, you know how like for Halloween, like there's always like these like little like Halloween like paper bags that have like candy in them. Yeah, I just yeah. want to make a fuck ton of them and just handing that to do. Like, almost like let people that trick or treat. It's like, mm, mm, there mm, are people who collect those little bags. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that are like, yeah. Uh, I'll go on eBay and find all these old like retro bags. But well, it's amazing. When you find some this Halloween, Buy a bunch, put them in a closet, save them for the jamboree. Um, no, I'll, I'll do it like the day after. Like, yeah. I get the, right, the right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. 
You want me to pop into this yes, bad boy? Yes, please. I, I, yeah. Well, let's do a sound effect. This <laughs> um, This is a Czech style dark lager from Frame. So, let me pour you a little bit of it. Yeah. Before we jump into a uh, beautiful Fear Street 1666. Um, it was really surprising. Once again, you want a little bit of this? Yeah, sure. This is weird. Serving beers while uh, doing a podcast <laughs> simultaneously. <laughs> There's a first time for everything. You gotta, um, you gotta pour and talk at the same time. Skills. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally my only two skills. <laughs> so 1666, I was looking online. There was even more buzz about this one than there were the other two, mm-hmm. um, which I, I was in my mind was like, oh, people will kind of peter out, right? They had a ton of excitement around the first two, or first film, a little less the second film, like third film, people were like, eh. No, there were people blowing up. We, we posted something weeks back about, couple weeks back, I guess, about uh, uh, 94. And then like that whole post started getting like hundreds and hundreds more likes weeks later yeah. because people were still out there searching and, and looking up stuff on, on the Fear, Fear Street franchise. Mm-hmm. I think overall, definitely more positive than negative mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I saw out there on mm-hmm. like social media and stuff. But, you know, what we talked about before. Extremely polarizing because it's fucking social media. Yeah. Everyone's like, this is the biggest piece of shit in the world, or <laughs> it's a fucking masterpiece. You know, there's no in between. But um, suffice it to say, a lot of people interested in it. They're yeah. interested in talking about it. So, yeah, I, I feel like I feel like this, like going through the first and the second, it set the standard for the third. So, like, you went in with, like, I'm not expecting a lot, but even from the last time we talked, I was like, this one kind of looks a little better. You know, it looks more in- interesting. And yeah. so I feel like even maybe the buzz could have been like, well, it wasn't as bad as those, so I'm excited. Yeah. You know? I still think I liked, spoiler alert, still think I liked 94 better than, oh, sure. I think it was still my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one, I had a very different opinion starting out than what I finished with. Hmm. Because like the throwback, so... The, the first part of it, I should probably say, um, and, and please jump in to probably do a better job explaining it than me, but like si- they started out going back to 1666, mm-hmm. and it was kind of like Dina, who was the main character from 94 and then was part of the bookend for 78. It was her like basically living the experience of Sarah Fear, mm-hmm. um, but she was kind of inserting herself into it, like I think subconsciously, or that was something where- No, like, I think she was literally teleported into like Sarah Fear's body because it's like Sarah Fear has like the you got to jump all the way to the end to explain it but like Sarah Fear has this trap set up to whoever like comes in contact with her body yeah Mm -hmm. will have the truth revealed and they get transported so it's almost like like a metaphysical it almost like slowed it down like because we saw in like the first two episodes like those like really quick flashes Mm -hmm. but this almost like slowed it down like to what you actually see it was was basically inception in which you experienced you know a week in 1666 Mm -hmm. but it's only like happened five ten minutes in 94 but Mm -hmm. she's but she's like it's like a metaphysical transformation type of thing where she's like living the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. she doesn't have agency in this time. No, no, no. She she's doesn't think she's Dina. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. She is Seraphir and she's reliving mm-hmm. the tragedies of Seraphir's, you know, last days or mm-hmm. whatever. But yeah, so um, holy shit, those accents. <laughs> what in the absolute fuck was that? Um, they tried. So, so I'm thinking, you know, colo- and certainly not an expert on colonial America. Right. But like would have thought they would have a little bit more of like an English English accent. Some of them were English. Some of them were not. They're very Irish. So, yeah. 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 yeah, It all depends. I I guess 
I, where is where in America would be th- this? I mean, I, mean, I would imagine like, it like Massachusetts near, or yeah, something. Yeah, I thought yeah. they were up near Connecticut, so I'm kind of assuming all of it's up that way, right? Yeah, that's yeah. what I would, would have, have to be East Coastus. Yeah. yeah, and then East Coastus, I like East that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, like yeah, they were kind of all over the place with the accents, but they tried at least. They did try. So it's better than just getting the regular voices that they would give in '94. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, I mean, it would have been better then. But yeah, Kate was like, "Is this a high school production of The Crucible? <laughs> like, what are we fucking listening to? It's all over the place." But I also think, I think to a certain extent, I'm gonna throw this out there as an idea of like who they're trying to appeal appeal to. Mm. Like, what if they did have those accents yet they're trying to appeal to kids that probably don't understand any like they're not getting the best education they don't <laughs> understand like colonial time they didn't get the patriot yeah you know, that right. we got right you know like they didn't get <laughs> so they're uh, like now we gotta we're gonna nix these they're, they're, not, they're not old enough for the vivich yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> the yeah, yeah it was um it, the, the accent i mean i got past it it was it's not like it completely derailed it but yeah that was the first thing within the first five minutes we're like what is happening with these accents and then you kind of get get used to it but so the, so um the first the first part of it is is them in 1666 and and again dina kind of experiencing the 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 plight of, of sarah fear and and ultimately her persecution in the eyes of these um jealous uh uh um superstitious super that's an even better yeah. word than i was yeah. going to use extremely superstitious mm-hmm. dumb as fuck um religious zealot um townspeople yeah. uh, in the town that she lives in she's ultimately persecuted not only for her sexuality but also mm-hmm. for you know they basically say like oh you're gay you must be having sex with the devil you know mm-hmm. what i mean and and then mm-hmm. like and then of course there's the 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 character that's in every story like this which is the sad sack asshole uh like um her butthurt ego dude mm-hmm. who wanted to get with her but she had no interest because he's a right. prick and also she's gay <laughs> and <laughs> it's um fuck you get away from me so later on i'm gonna now tell everybody you're a witch right um, right yeah, yeah because you had a boner in front of everybody, everybody and she yeah, yeah, boner, yeah. you're a witch <laughs> <laughs> you laughed at my boner i'm telling everyone you're a witch um so yeah i mean it I was hope li- that was all the kids takeaway. that yeah. was that was literally that, we're not even exaggerating if you haven't seen it the guy got a boner she yeah. made fun of it yeah he told everyone she's a witch end yeah. of story um and then she gets hung um so yeah uh, that should be the takeaway don't laugh <laughs> at boners <laughs> or or do laugh at boners no, but no. be prepared for this butt hurt right hey, uh douchey give, guy i'm gonna give the other perspective it's like hey dudes except your boners <laughs> or, yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't don't yeah don't retaliate when someone makes fun of your boners. Boners are weird. Boners are weird, guys. No, guys, boners are perfectly normal. Okay, yeah, boners are normal. I'm, I'm here Be to comfort you. Like, if you get one, just go. Yeah, I got one. It, it happens. I mean, I if I'm around a campfire like that guy and everyone's just pointing at me, go nice boner loser. I'm gonna run away crying. Also, you know what? The next I'm not trying to play. I'm not trying to play devil's advocate. Hey I'm not trying to give this guy sympathy, but like I probably would have ran yeah. away. Crying Can too. one of you and- promise me next time you're in the bathroom <laughs> and you're two stalls away still, you can give the courtesy. It was like nice boner, loser. Nice boner, loser. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, that's what I'm going to say. Even if I can't see the guy beside me, yeah. hey, nice boner, loser. Right. <laughs> and then he runs crying out of the bathroom with his pants down. Carry uh, like a makeup mirror and then put it under the stall. <laughs> Quickest way to get kicked out of a turnpike rest right. stop. <laughs> <laughs> Meg's so, having an episode over here. <laughs> Meg's having a full what on episode. Like going back to episode We can't record in person anymore. This is the first and last time. Meg's going to have a heart attack. Well, uh, also, they can do that because if she goes to Trace Brewing, they have all gender bathrooms. So it's just do whatever you want. Yeah, there you go. So <laughs> Nice boner, you fucking you loser. You can test that yourself. You guys, yeah. are, you guys are giving me ideas, okay? Yeah. Yeah, the, the 1666, like, it, there was a very emotional end to it, which I think was good. I, I really liked when they flashed to the real Sarah Fear yeah, yeah, for her same. face and stuff. But like, it was very powerful, emotional, I thought. I was, um, I was like, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I loved even when they brought her back at the end where she was like talking to, we're fast forwarding, but talking to the sheriff, Sheriff Good, yeah. which you find out. Okay, good Sheriff is Good is evil. evil. Give me a fucking break. That was rough. That was rough for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the twist, but the fact that he was named Good. Uh, yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah. Listen, these are novels but written for teen, you know, yeah. young teens. This is, that I get is it. Goosebumps shit. Yes. You know? Yeah, I get it that these are baby books. Yeah. Because, I mean, the other thing is the, ta- <laughs> the, ta- the town is called Union, and then it gets split. I oh. know. Jesus. Sunny, you mean Sunnyvale and, 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 and Shady Side. Yeah. Shade is Sun, bad. Yeah. Sun is good. It's, it's very on the nose. It's very on the nose. And you know what? I get it. If you were, if I was a fan of these books, which that's the thing, if they made like rated R versions of Goosebumps books, mm-hmm. I would, I would overlook all this because I love those books. Stephen King. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Um, it's, it's called Dean Coons. <laughs> no, but like if I was a fan of this and knew the lore and knew all that stuff, like I could gloss over that very easily. Right. But I don't. So I'm judging it by, you know, the standards of kind of everyone, everyone else, you know, uh, yeah, or every other horror movie, which these would be some very weird on the nose names. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I think we touched on that a little bit last time we talked yeah. in that, like you said you didn't read it and I didn't read these books. No. series either i went right from goosebumps to stephen king yeah same mm-hmm. like i same. just jumped all the way I just to, went adult. to stephen king short stories right yeah. right from mm-hmm. goosebumps yeah. yeah so yeah i didn't have that young adult phase of reading some of these goof ass things and plus we're also <laughs> too old for like i mean i was too old for harry potter and yeah, yeah all that kind of young adult twilight that all came along after us so. yeah no i just went straight into that uh, college bro Hunter S. Thompson phase yeah. um, <laughs> right after that. Um, but in any case, uh, yeah, so I'm sure we, we could forgive those if we had a history with right. it. But in any case, yeah, 1666 part of it overall, I thought was was it dragged a ton at portions. Um, I, I wrote in my notes I'm reading right here. Boring, but horny. Um, because there was they they got real horny real fast. I mean, did not expect like a full on oral sex scene. Um, Yeah, yeah, I was like, all right, good for you, Fear Street. You're getting after it. Um, But um, but then I think it did when they started tying things together. The one thing I'll say for it is we said in the last episode they got a lot of explaining to do. I feel like they did a pretty good job. They did. Yeah. Bringing everything together. There wasn't there were some holes. Yes, we'll get to them. But Mm. like overall, I was like, there's no way they're going to pull this stuff together in any reasonable way that makes any fucking sense. Mm. And I was like, oh, they kind of did. Yeah, I did yeah. feel like they did. But what I felt like with 1666 is that they knew they had to do that. So they had this very long movie of explaining all this history mm-hmm. and then did it really fast. Right. It Yes, it was all smashed to get. Well, 
I'll tell you this much. Uh, I was going to say they smashed it all together, but at the same time, I kept pausing this, you know, because Kate and I were watching it, you know, on the, it was Friday night, you know, we were sitting on the couch kind of thing. And I'd get up to, you know, go to the bathroom or grab a beer or whatever, and we'd pause it, and I'd go, how is there 58 minutes left? Yeah. yeah There's yeah, no yeah, yeah. fucking way. When I started it, I was like, this is two hours long? Yeah. yeah, yeah. How? <laughs> exactly. And then I remember one time, we, we I did it again, excuse me, went back and I was like, the movie's over. There's 25 minutes left and the movie's over. <laughs> it was wild. Yeah, we were very, yeah. we were, we were very surprised by that, but. Yeah, I think, I think overall though, they did wrap things up pretty nicely mm. and it, but the fact that they wrap everything up in this kind of two part movie that they have going on just really reflects how badly the other two movies don't stand on their own. Yes. Because mm. you're so confused all the way up to this point. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh my fucking God, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening. Now I have to sit through this lady's fucking story mm-hmm. all the way to the end. And now I finally know what's going on. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I, I can agree with that. It was, um, it seems like it was a series Mm-hmm. That would have been better served by being like an hour long episodic thing. Right. Mm-hmm. That was tried to jam into one big giant script. And then they were like, yeah, no, we can't do all this in one movie. Let's cut it up. Which, again, I mean, it's worked. A lot of eyes got on this thing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like the story would have been better served by being, yeah, a series with hour long episodes, yeah. you know, a la Stranger Things or something. It would it would have probably allow for that slowness, slowness, though, because I feel like we see so many shows out there that are super slow and you're just like, oh, wait, wait, wait. OK, oh, now yeah. I get it. Look at Breaking Bad. There's episodes yeah. that are that are a little bit more downbeat yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting because they did produce these movies basically the same way they do produce shows on Netflix and that they filmed three movies all at once yeah. mm-hmm. and then release them week after week. And I think that's why like you still, you still saw so much like talk mm-hmm. in the third week because that, that it wasn't so far spaced out that people couldn't just grab everything at once. Mm-hmm. Like if you release a show now over eight weeks for eight episodes or 13 weeks, mm-hmm. you're going to have like definite fall off. Mm-hmm. But I think three weeks is like that kind of safe space that you can still release everything in three weeks and you're still going to have everybody jump on. Yeah. And watch I, think everything. That, I think that's like a cool point. I feel like to even talk about like how we're c- consuming shit now. Mm-hmm. Too. Yeah. Well, cool. you brought up on the last episode. They, I, I think you're absolutely onto something where they structure the pacing of the movie now to have built in screen time mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. people like the two screen experience type thing where people are going to be watching it while they're posting. So like mm-hmm. it can't be bang, 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 bang can't be a fast-paced movie anymore because you have to have built-in screen time for people to look on their phone and post about it and all that sort yeah. of thing. Like, mm-hmm. Especially if you know like you know, positively, absolutely, for sure, people aren't watching it in the theater. Yeah. You know, it, in the theater, you can maybe still structure things. And I did. Yes, I, I, for sure. For this. So yeah, yeah. In, the fi- in, the, in the theater, not so much. But yeah, this for, for these home release or mm-hmm. whatever digital release only type of thing. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and it, it, I meant to look in to see if they, that's like an actual theory. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I feel like it is in my mind it is now yeah. and I bought it and you don't even have to prove it to me I'm on board with it I need to prove it to myself because I feel like maybe I'm just stealing something I've read already yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought it hook line and sinker and now like even watching 1666 that's all I was thinking about the mm-hmm. whole time because it did it dragged so mm-hmm. hard at certain points I'm not gonna lie I'm probably one of the youngest of us and mm-hmm. I was just like yeah no I'm gonna look at my phone right now oh, yeah, so I was the whole like, time you know, like, well I, again I was taking notes so that made it easier to like swap back and forth between the notes and and instagram or whatever but yeah it feels like it was uh it feels like it was built in hey can i ask you as a completely off topic question 
the kid, the little Dina's little brother. Yeah. I keep forgetting his name. Mm -hmm. Um, it started out with them, you know, uh, you know, a pig giving birth to piglets. Mm -hmm. Right. And they Uh, had to like perform like essentially whatever the equivalent of a pig C-section is, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, but then when they kill the pig later, he pukes. Yeah. Mm. Why'd you puke, bro? You see this stuff all the time. You literally started out seeing it. It was more about the purposeful, like, they had to kill the pig. I, maybe. You know, because uh, I, I, I got he was sad. Just, yeah, maybe he was also just generally sick at that point from everything being sick That's and gross. That's true, too. Uh, so maybe, yeah. he, maybe he ate some bad fruit and then <laughs> I was, watched I, a bunch you know, of pigs eat pigs. With, <laughs> with yeah. his character, just as a sidebar thought, is that I almost thought that it, it could have worked like if it would have fallen along the same type of storyline as mm-hmm. like the main movie. So like the kid wouldn't have died, you know, or the little mm-hmm. brother. You know, I almost thought that that would have happened, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was stories. the other thing is like they, they when you go back in time, you have the obvious connections of like Sheriff Good and the guy who plays Sheriff Good in 94 is also kind of the sheriff alderman or whatever good mm-hmm. in 1666. And right. they have like these mm-hmm. weird connections. Yeah. But they're not perfectly one to one. Right. Of yeah. like who's, you know, what actors are playing what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, well, okay, I guess you tried to make some sort of connection somewhere. Yeah, because they were saying it's like a lineage thing, right? So, right. like, everyone else, look, you know, was just the other actors, but it wasn't necessarily those people. Right. Mm-hmm. He was the one who's, like, his family. And I guess they're trying to say that, like, all the, the shady side people and, well, in Sunnyvale, both, it all, all the lineage comes through the decades and the people don't move away from these towns or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, Sheriff's good. They even showed, like, later on when they're in his house towards the end, like, you saw the family tree right. being mm-hmm. brought back to whatever that one guy, that, that alderman mm-hmm. good or whatever. Yeah. Solomon. Solomon, that's Solomon. his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so, moral of the story. Get the fuck out of your hometown, guys. Yeah, oh, yeah. Get the fuck out of your hometown. You think some shit like that isn't happening around here? Because <laughs> it definitely is. But yeah, it happens all over this area. It's yeah. called opiates. Yeah. That's the curse. That's true. Uh-huh. The That's curse true. is opiates. No, I'm um, I'm the one character in 1666 that was like really, he didn't need to be there was the guy that they were trying to basically make him like the uh, the name the character's name is escaping me but like paul dano's uh character from there will be blood like the preacher the young like overzealous preacher eyeball thing yeah well no 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 not him Wait. the one who's like starts saying like people are getting he starts like having that talk in the town square at the beginning about like the devil has come here he, and he blah, was blah, the, blah he was the one that the played bad thomas guy. Yeah, he played he played the okay. baghead killer in seventy eight. Okay. Yeah. okay, and then he comes back as yeah this, this superstitious. I think he's called Mad Thomas, something like that. Yeah, maybe. He's Mad Thomas, and he's okay. like super superstitious, and he's like he's got real crazy. fucked up teeth. Yeah, like black teeth, yeah. literally. They're like mm. looks like he put like na- like like shoe polish on his right. teeth. <laughs> don't listen to the guy with with just jet black teeth. Yeah, exactly. I don't I don't know why. I mean, he's I don't the think one. that would have existed in 1666. I mean, that guy might have been really attractive. You know, <laughs> he had. Listen, I get it. It's the 17th century, but his hair was 40 times greasier than anyone yeah. else's too. It literally looked like he put Crisco in his hair. Yeah, yeah. He seemed like the town drunk. I don't understand why everybody was listening to him. And also why. Why was he like the most like devout 
ultra religious i get it the superstitious thing but yeah don't he's also to that the drunkest i mean imagine yeah. <laughs> you go true. anywhere where someone is like super drunk maybe possibly homeless mm-hmm. you know you know what you're gonna hear out of that they're gonna be rambling on about things you're like uh, nope yeah he's, good. he's the drunkest and he's in the woods the drunkest and he's seeing the most ghosts and the most devils and the most big feats. Yeah. <laughs> like that morning. Feats. Right, that morning. And he blasted out of his mind, but he comes back to the town and says, I saw a bobcat. <laughs> and it was making love with the devil. <laughs> I woke up and had to talk myself out of feeling like that's the type of shit that I saw. Right. I was like, I saw a chupacabra stole my mail. And then they're like, wait, no, I just dreamt that. Never mind. <laughs> The devil is a blight on the community. I threw a dog in the well. Wait, did I throw a dog in the well? Uh Uh-oh. Man, guys, we need to do shrooms and watch a movie together and then record at the same time. Uh, I just look, I'm looking at my my notes here and I just see um, a boner guy bummed about his boner. Um, <laughs> he's what my bummed say. about his boner. He's very bummed about That's it. That's like some weird indie band's yeah. name. <laughs> bummed about my boner. <laughs> it's a little college radio, but yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, yeah. So um, yeah, I, I did like the wrap up to the 1666. I really like the. So here, when Dina did the, well, it wasn't Dina again. It's Sarah Fear, but you know they did the. You know, they want a witch. I'll give them a witch type of thing. I, I really like that. And then it did come back around. But like right after that, it was like this big like motivation. We're going to go get them. Mm-hmm. But then, no, we're just going to run away. Right. But then in the end, you know, she kind of kind of, you know, um, they don't really say. Do they ever really say exactly how she inflicts the curse? No, it really doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just like it's magic manifestation. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. she because she doesn't use, you know, any of the, the devil related. The Solomon's mm. book right. or anything like well, that. Yeah, I mean, you think about all the superstition that was going on, then like, I mean, for the most part, you have to believe, you have to believe, you have to believe, you know what I mean? So like she created this. So now we just have to believe that this is something that's existed for right. some power, positive thinking. But yeah, yeah magic, <laughs> it, magic is real within this world. So yeah, it's right. not, it's not hard to believe that, PMA. you know, just her own will. Yeah, she can inflict. I thought she was going to take, you know, Solomon's book because, you know, we didn't really talk about it, but he he sells out, I guess, for just like power and prosperity of his family or his descendants. He sells out the whole town and basically says, listen, if we sacrifice one person every 30 years so we can maintain this, that's not that bad kind of thing. Um, But then it turns he doesn't, of course, as you know, when you make a deal with the devil, you know. He's a trickster. He's going to do some weird but, shit. Like, I mean, we know early on from Solomon that like he had lost what his child and his wife very quickly. So I'm not here defending Solomon's choice to make a deal with the devil, but also Hail Satan, whatever. Um, like, <laughs> I'm not saying I wouldn't have done the exact same thing 10 but, times over. But I mean, you got to think about like I could, I could could see like how it could make sense in his brain as a character yeah. to like go make this deal. I don't want anyone else in my family to die so i'm gonna make a deal with the devil we just have to do all this shitty stuff and so that they can all live on and have very prosperous lives i think the idea is that his arrogance and him being probably blinded by 
uh, grief in some, you know, some capacity. His arrogance led him to think that he could control you know right. this deal with the devil right. it's just like you know there's a million movies where like hey this is this is idiot proof it's foolproof i'm gonna make this deal things are gonna work out great well it never does right because he's right. you know is always lying he's always deceitful that's what the devil does right mm-hmm. um so it was almost like his pride and his arrogance clouding his judgment mm-hmm. to think that he could keep this up which yeah. you know what in a way though he kind of did right because mm-hmm. they kept it up for like generations and generations and generations mm-hmm. and were prosperous for all that time i mean but was really he getting over i mean i feel like them having to bring another character in to like be murderous that was like their sacrifice so it wasn't even like he was getting one over but it was like he was just maintaining it well he thought I think what it was was they thought that they were going to offer someone up every 30 years mm-hmm. but they I don't know that part the part of the knowledge of the deal was that that person was then going to perform a mass murder yeah. also mm. you know yeah, so I think sure. that's the trick of the devil kind of thing oh, okay gotcha yeah the yeah. trick of the devil is once that person's soul is forfeit then the devil also takes over that person sure. and then goes to murder town yeah sure. so yeah that's interesting um yeah. did anybody think her hand came off pretty easy yeah <laughs> yeah super fragile like it's way harder Pop. to get a hand off <laughs> you know but you know what back in that time uh they didn't have a lot of calcium they didn't have good diets <laughs> that's so, true you know the brittle bones super, yeah super yeah. brittle super fragile everybody yeah. comes apart pretty easy yeah you're probably right you're probably right they probably had that 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 disease that betty white always warns you of yeah osteoporosis. <laughs> yeah 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 that one. 13 <laughs> yeah. man she's still kicking um god bless betty white yeah, so eventually she sacrifices, right? She, so she she takes the fall to allow, um, I forget what the original, you know, what the 1666 version of Sam is. I think it's Hannah. Hannah, yeah. So takes takes uh, they take the fall so Hannah can survive, so her friends don't get lumped in with her. So mm-hmm. she kind of sacrifices herself, but then also, you know, swears vengeance on, on, on the goods uh, throughout the years. So... You know, I kind of thought this because it was like this big sacrifice kind of thing that she did, but she already got her hand cut off. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure in 1666, that's pretty much a death sentence. Pretty right? much. I don't mm-hmm. love your chances of survival when you got your hand like hacked and gnawed off yeah, and snapped Yeah, did they really up. understand even like cauterization at that point? I don't Probably know, not. but it wasn't seem to be bleeding. And I was like, listen, I don't think enough. there's enough leeches and cabbage leaves to straighten <laughs> out, bro. You're probably going to die. So, um, you know, it was probably best case scenario um, to be hung rather than have a slow in- death from infection. Yeah, but slow gangrenous death. <laughs> that's, that's a metal album. It is. Gangrenous <laughs> death. Um, yeah, so... so Cannibal ev- Corpse is definitely going to have a new album called that. <laughs> Eventually, they all kind of, uh, uh, you know, come, come to know the truth. But then they go back to 1994, and um, this was the part that I enjoyed more, but it was definitely like more holes in my mind okay with the whole thing where they kind of set a trap so they went they go to to gillian jacobs character Mm -hmm. who was ziggy you know all grown up and basically say hey look good sheriff good you know the lineage of his family he's the one who's perpetuating all these things yada yada um we're gonna set up this basically trap for them in the mall Mm -hmm. um and 
I love that they just went right into a Home Alone montage. <laughs> I mean, I'm a sucker for a good montage, um, but it was just like, uh, yeah, it, it, I, they went full on like 80s montage yeah. uh, mm-hmm. from like this super serious 1666 stuff back mm-hmm. to 94 and, and a full on montage. Um, and you're kind of just zapped right back into that. Um, it was also the first time that they had dropped a, a, a modern day music cue. They did. Because you, you go the entirety of 1666 without that over oppressive music. Mm-hmm. They jump right into the offspring. Yes. And it, it, I don't know. It didn't even feel like it fit well. No. it, just, it fe- just, Listen, I was such a big offspring fan back yeah. in the day. Like, was it? smash was that the album that one was on I believe Smash. yeah that was the first album i ever bought with my own like allowance money on cassette <laughs> from kmart yeah um and i love the offspring but even that even even that being the case it was so out of place right mm-hmm. and there's there's even a like kind of a better offspring song yeah so i believe it's the album right before smash there's a song called beheaded oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah beheaded is such a great song that would have been that would have <laughs> But it's not buzzworthy. It's not a. Right. It wasn't a yeah. radio. Not hit. enough people would have known it right away. Yeah, no. This I was like that, that was their big like, radio. Brought hit. music back up when we already established they fucked up. Yeah, they fucked up it, it was the, it was kind of like they only yeah. actually had like three music drops within these yeah. two hours. And yeah, it, but that one it stuck out so bad and it hurt and it just. Eh. We didn't get any sick loot riffs um, right. <laughs> or anything like that, unfortunately. But um, no Slayer on loot. We did get super soakers, and it, it literally went into a earnest, scared, stupid. Yeah. Um, uh, are you afraid of the dark area there for right. a second, where the their primary weapon was super soakers filled with blood? Yeah, uh, and you're like, oh, we're back to baby books. I yeah, get it. yeah. And 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 listen, I have I recently purchased a couple of super soakers for my kids. They do not make shell ejecting noises <laughs> when you pump them. At one point, they literally went to one of the characters. I don't remember which one, and they like pumped it. Yeah, and it went like. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, that's not what a super soaker does. That's not bad. Um, I also love the idea of uh, of when they were out, they were all surprised that they were out. You could tell. You not only can you feel the weight right. of the liquid in the <laughs> bottle of the super soaker, but you can see it in yeah. there. Uh, they were very surprised to learn they were out. Uh, that, that's where again started to lose me. But I was I was kind of digging the whole montage vibe and everything of it. Um, so. The proxy killers, they can regenerate after exploding, which mm-hmm. we learned in 94, but they can't get through a mall fence or the back door of any of the stores. I mean, the axe guy <laughs> in 78 hacked through 90 walls. Right. But in this episode, none of them can get through a, a fence yeah. or can go out the back of one of those stores and come out another yeah. entrance. You know, yeah. uh, I was like, all right, that was a little much for it. It felt like, listen, and I'm but a, was that was was that more to do with the fact that the mall had the tree and it's maybe somehow trapped them into that space because then they also brought that other guy that had been getting arrested that was just like no this is like the most secure place blah, blah, blah. yeah like, and go. he was the guy who yeah. showed them what to do yeah yeah, he, yeah um i don't know i don't know if maybe there was something in that that like they weren't very explicit about you know could- uh, maybe maybe if they're in eyesight of the tree they're not going to circumvent it in any know. way yeah. i don't know i just mm. was like or if, they're, if they just have, because obviously they're very singular minded of following the blood right. of whoever they're after. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. So if they, so sometimes, yeah, 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 yeah sometimes. it's also that. So like, if, if the but they'll blo- kill cops yeah. who aren't don't have the blood on. Them. 
So I guess if maybe if the blood wasn't going out that back door, they wouldn't think to follow that. There's no yeah. trail for them to go out. I suppose so. But like, yeah, why why were they killing the cops? I don't know. Yeah, they, there was no there <laughs> was no blood. In the way. I don't know. And I want to make some I, not, I'm not trying to pull every single hole like. that I found here, but these are just some of the ones that stuck out glaringly to me. How were they transporting Sam? Mm-hmm. She was like possessed, freaking right. out. She was, and she, they were just bringing her along like she was in a fucking lunchbox. Well, like, they, was, yeah, they had her in the trunk for the beginning or end of '78. Like, yeah, they they get her in the trunk of a right. car to Ziggy's house. So I just you guys assume are they setting threw her yourselves the- up to be very clearly like you guys are not serial killers. You don't <laughs> understand how you would move a body. <laughs> I, I also was like, if they're so one minded, the, the the proxy killers, if you will. Uh, how are they not they're all a manifestation in some way of this curse of seraphir right? right would she how uh, could she not get them to not attack each other you no, know no no, I mean? no 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 they're not a mananifestation no, of, of seraphir they, they they were chosen like they're being controlled by like oh, oh the yes, good yes, yes 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 the yeah. devil there the devil's yeah, whole yeah. thing yes yeah, because they're think, part of yeah you're right you're so, right so and we went through this on the last part, because we didn't, again, there wasn't enough for us to fully understand. Yeah. So I think the way it goes is after your name gets up on the wall, you lose your life and then you get possessed by the devil. Right. Then the devil goes on a massacre and does whatever the devil does until that body is killed. Once that body's killed, then it becomes something of that mass. Yeah. And the the witch. The, who the, the, tur- the pulsing weird heart thing. Yeah. The yeah. pulsing weird heart of Sunnyvale or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But uh, then the witch gets power over that mass. Mm-hmm. So, like, they can use the killer again, but it doesn't have the... It's not in the same kind of condition as it is when it's possessed by the devil. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's more singular-minded. The proxy killers are more like weird zombie-ish type mentality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's, why they, and that's why they don't kill as much, and they're not supposed to kill non-targets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless you're standing... Do in their direct general proximity yeah, in yeah. The direct line yeah mm-hmm. how did you guys feel about the reveal after dina seemingly gets stabbed and then she's got prison armor of uh fear street books taped around her torso they they did set it up a little bit so yeah. i was fine with it like yeah. they they showed her walking around the mall with an arm full of books during the it. montage i yeah. missed that yeah it, it was there yeah so yeah it, it didn't bother me that makes me feel a little bit better because i completely missed that and then i was like Really? We're going. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I just immediately thought of like Terry Cruz's character from Friday After Next. Yeah. Uh, putting on <laughs> putting on the phone books, putting on his prison armor. And I was like, when did she get that mentality? You yeah. know what I mean? I don't know. I must have missed that scene. But yeah, yeah, it, it was there. It was either like right before the music montage or mm-hmm. like I think they're all gathered around the tree and she just has like an armful of books. And you're like, why do you have an armful of books? Yeah. Because yeah. I, I remember trying to read the books. Like, are those actual Fear Street books? Is Somebody what I was told to me, what did I, I hear? I read online that um, the Fear Street books, when they showed them in the bookstore back in 94, the title um, were, I think, real Fear Street books. I don't remember. But the the author was Robert something, mm-hmm. which is what R.L. and R.L. Stein mm-hmm. stands yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, I forget I Robert Lawrence, Robert, Robert something like something. that. Yeah, I feel like Robert Lawrence. Yeah, I feel like because I read that like when we were talking. About yeah, that it. sounds yeah. right. Yeah, we didn't get much Meg, I regrettably, in any much witch vibes, but we did get um, a taxi taxidermy goats. I believe we did get we, at we some got, point. We got a removed goat head. Yes. Yeah. So I'm so, here for did it. That, that, yeah. We're close. <laughs> did that it's the best we could do. Witchcraft. <laughs> it's the best yeah, we could do. I'm here for it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, my my overall take, I I kind of didn't love there was a few parts but i did not love the first like 45 minutes i was pretty bummed mm-hmm. on the first mm-hmm. 45 minutes like this is going to be a fucking slog mm-hmm. um and then it picked up and i kind of liked the end of 1666 portion and then for the most part the 94 again there's some holes there's some things going on there but like i generally enjoyed it yeah like mm-hmm. i'm not going to sit here and say like oh these plot holes are too much for me when we just talked about how psyched i was to watch and, <laughs> you know night of the demons uh, right. uh, uh yeah. the weekend before so i think a lot of times i'm guilty of this being a much bigger fan of 60s 70s 80s horror like it's very easy for me to give that a pass and right. then when modern stuff happens i'm like there's a plot hole i'm out <laughs> and i'm like meanwhile i was totally okay with linnea quigley like yeah. putting lipstick in her nipple or whatever but, but still that's the thing is like they, they have all these times of learning to do better that's what you have to learn from mistakes of the past right you know the, right. the things in the 70s and 80s exist as they are because like you're only 70 years into the world mm-hmm. of film mm-hmm. to begin with you know yeah, yeah that's <laughs> and, true this and, is a very young medium you yeah, gotta remember and, and how how many years of like talkies did you even have at that point so yeah. yeah you only have at that point 30 years of talkies now it's you know we're using computers to build things so there mm. should no be there shouldn't be plot holes in your dumb script <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think they're going to come back for a seat because at the end you see the 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 good sheriff good gets killed which i mm. thought that was cool mm. she, she it was very satisfying because yeah. not yeah. only did she show him the 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 plight of seraph here and he knew everything. He she made him touch the the big pulsating mass of of whatever the fuck that was. So he sees everything, then stabs him in the brain. Right. Which I thought was great. Uh, the only thing I was gonna say is like I could see them like doing something again like this, but I don't foresee them like either like continuing anything related to it. You know what I mean? Unless there's like a story related to it, kind of like sometimes some of them have like, you know, the uh like a spin off like, yeah, like or like a connection in some way, shape, or form, whether it's like, okay, a Sunnyvale, you know, like you see other um movies that have just like, okay, it's like the town is the connection, so now we can keep doing I think Trailer Park Boys is the continuation. (laughs) Sunnyvale and goes get the trailer park is built on the former Sunnyvale, and then oh Jesus, Um, it's cursed with piss bombs. Um, that was an yeah, impressive I, I kinda, bubbles. It was, I'm not it was actually lie. really good. That was a great bubbles. Um, I, I, I almost tried to J Rock and I didn't do it. Uh, yeah. So uh, the the only reason at the end that that I was thinking about that is at the end you see the the evidence you know and they've got all the little. Uh, they look like little table tents, right, you know, yeah. but they have like numbers <laughs> on them. Markers. They put, put beside the, the evidence markers, and of course, the book yeah. uh, that mm-hmm. that uh, that Solomon Good or whatever, um, you know, originally did the the deal with the devil via this book is sitting there. It's all kind of charred or whatever. And of course, did you notice it was evidence number thirteen, yeah. piece of evidence number yeah. thirteen? <laughs> um, but then someone snatched, you right. know, snatches the book and you know, assumingly runs away with it. So so they did leave the door open, obviously. Yeah. I, I if they it, I, I'm kind of with Meg like if if they do continue it I hope it has like absolutely nothing 
like other than name only yeah mm-hmm. i don't even really want like characters because like american horror story does this all the time of like yeah. bringing back same actors to play i think roles. that's what i was thinking of like too it's like where there's somehow some sort of threat and like mm-hmm. american horror story is a good example of like they're trying to like they're like they're, they make it very clear loosely that, connected yeah, yeah like they're all yeah, yeah. so but I, I i hope there is almost like no connection mm-hmm. yeah like, I, I just want it to be name only and just do something completely brand new but I like the other. idea still of doing like what they did with like three movies mm-hmm. in three weeks so you can still get the satisfaction to binge something. You know, you right. still get like this whole complete story of sorts. And I'm, I'm, I'm still OK with the idea of them making it so it's like like made for younger kids younger people. Yeah. Like I'm still kind of OK with that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've never watched Twilight or what's the one with uh, J-Law? Um um hunger games hunger games yeah. yeah i've never watched any of that stuff but i assume like this is the horror version of that stuff probably i haven't e- i feel I like i've either. watched one of each and I, I mean i would say yes and no but i feel like if, if you're thinking about something that i i put myself more in the place of like what would i i have i wanted to watch because like even thinking about when i was super young halloween town for from disney oh, i'm like I still love fucking yeah halloween i'm just town. like yeah. that was super awesome you know mm-hmm. but that's that, that's what my mind goes to is like something that would still be interesting i honestly there actually wasn't feel a like, ton and I, I haven't watched halloween town in a couple years i don't remember a ton of cunnilingus in halloween <laughs> town. <laughs> well that's what i'm saying i'm like this is a little bit more edgy <laughs> than that you know but, but i think like, kids def- are more edgy nowadays than yeah, yeah you know yeah. like yeah. that internet yeah. is the devil. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. Devil. What was PG thirteen for us is not PG thirteen no, for them no, no, in no. any way, shape, or form. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, if I was eleven or twelve, I'd probably be really into it. Yeah. yeah. I wish I would have seen that bread cutter fucking death when I was that age. You know, like <laughs> yeah. I would see I'm like, thinking like maybe like mid teens, like you know, between fifteen and twenty. Yeah, that seems it seems like a yeah, fourteen to eighteen, mm. fourteen to twenty ish yeah. kind of yeah. target audience there. But um in any case, yeah. I mean, I, I listen. If they bring more out, I'll, I'll watch them. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I sure. didn't. That was kind of my thing. Is like, kind of really hated the beginning. Then was way back on board. Then <laughs> just finished kind of lukewarm, and that's yeah. kind of a, a microcosm for the entire series for me. <laughs> I, I kind of like that. We're all just kind of like, yeah, I'd watch it again because we all just like tore it the fuck apart. Well, no, because don't we get me wrong. I won't never watch it again. Yeah, <laughs> that's, it, that's the other thing. There's no rewatchability to this. No, no I would no, never. No, no, there's no, no way yeah. I'm ever gonna watch it. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not unhappy i watched it right mm. i enjoyed it fine enough um there were times where i was like god i can't wait till this is over and mm. then there were times where i was like yeah fuck yeah this is fun mm-hmm. um so kind of you net out in a very yeah yeah yeah, it, yeah it's, it, it's, it's, it's a fun way to burn you know a couple weekends or you know a sunday if you're hungover or right. whatever mm-hmm. yeah but yeah it, it's not i don't know it's not a masterpiece and again it because one the first two parts can't stand alone mm. and Two, it relies so heavily on reference mm-hmm. because it's Scream followed by every slasher movie from the 80s followed by the Vivitch for kids. And it's just kind of like, all right. Like, <laughs> VeggieTales presents the yeah. Vivitch. Yeah, exactly. But it, like if they if the next series Honestly, is something. I, that, I hope my future children have that opportunity to watch that. Yeah. The VeggieTales for Vivitch. <laughs> Little Vic and VeggieTales. <laughs> uh, yeah, but. So that I guess that concludes our uh, our multi-part uh, mini-sode series talking about Fear Street it until is. next summer yeah. uh, when they obviously bring it back to recapitalize on it. I, there's no way they're not gonna because 
people were so psyched on right. it. So yeah. psyched on it. I think I just posted something about like, hey, we did a new episode on uh, on uh, Fear Street, and I posted like a picture of some like promo front storefront that yeah. they did for it. It's, it's like fifteen hundred likes or something say, like yeah, that. Like fifteen hundred really? people liked yeah. it or something. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's I just, full of comments and it's full of likes. Literally, I, said, I just, I'm, I just I'm Google image Fear Street, right? <laughs> Oh but God. so people were all about it. So mm-hmm. I'm sure uh, I'm sure others will uh, will be um, uh, will be waiting for another installment. There's no way they're not going to mm-hmm. dip their toes in that again. So and hopefully they'll come back with Legend of the Sam Squanch. <laughs> Goddamn Sam Squanch! <laughs> oh Jesus, Julian! <laughs> Next time, if we do that in the future, we all need to come in with tumblers of rum and coke. <laughs> Oh, now I'm in the mood to watch some Trailer Park Boys. Mm. Right. Um, (laughs) In any case, uh, hope you enjoyed us talking about again next week. We're going to we're going to jump back with a with another uh, full blown episode where we're going to talk about our favorite sitcom Halloween episodes. We've got some community. We've got some uh, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Mm -hmm. And then we've got some some family matters. I mean, just listen to that lineup. I mean, how can you go (laughs) wrong with it? Um, It's good TV. (laughs) Once again, yeah, all good shows. Uh, Once again, if you uh, don't already follow us, uh, check us out on Instagram at at Halloween is forever at Halloween forever on Twitter. Halloween is forever podcast on Facebook or Halloween is forever pod at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, go, you know, like, subscribe, write a comment, do something uh, I on love there if you feel all these so nice inclined. things that people are saying. And yeah. I get really all oh, really fuzzy. I know. We got some <laughs> really nice Aww. notes from people. Make me feel good, guys. We got some very <laughs> nice notes from people. It's been, uh, it's been an absolute blast. And uh, we appreciate them. And yeah, if you feel so inclined, uh, go, go ahead and do that. But in any case, uh, we will see you next week anything else i should add here before we jump off Mm -hmm. i think we got i think we hit the long and short of it so we'll talk to you next week when we talk about halloween sitcom episodes and i get the belt don't say it (laughs) don't don't, don't, don't say it i'm gonna take bye 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 bye